There was an idea. Dormammu, I come to bargain. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Baskin Robbins always finds out. I for the faster baby. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required, the MCU Retrospective, where we reassemble the MCU piece-by-piece, movie-by-movie. I'm your host, Eduardo, and boys, does it feel good to be back. We've been uh, been on a little hiatus. Apologize for a little break in time, but uh, for those that don't know, the world, at least the one that we live in, is up in flames right now, so... Uh, getting together for this podcast has proven to be a little difficult, but we're back and we are committed with a plan to bring you plenty of podcasting goodness for however long we're able to keep doing this. So rest assured, you won't see breaks like this anymore. But enough about that. It is time to introduce my uh, compatriots, my cohorts, my... uh, 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 Conquistadors. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's everybody's. It's everybody's favorite crew: Peaches, Chris, and Robbie, my co-host for this show. What's up, guys? I've invaded several nations, and I'm really glad that you uh, made homage to that. Thank you. I just wanted to acknowledge your. Uh, just wanted to acknowledge your identity. Up is a proposition. That Rick Astley is never going to give you. It's also uh, one of my favorite Pixar movies. That Rick Astley is never going to give you. I know, <laughs> jerk. I never asked him. He so, volunteered that information. With this podcast is going to go a little different, as you can see by the Already. title, with whatever Chris has named it, because I honestly have no idea what he's going to name it when we finally upload it. Um, but it's probably not the name of a movie. Uh, that's because we're not talking about a movie this episode. This is going to be a much more discussion-focused episode about the MCU as a whole up to this point. Um, it was, I think, agreed upon, maybe 50 to 75% in this group, that, uh, that this was a good point for us to, uh, for us to stop and make sort of a breaking point. Correct me if I'm wrong, those of you that agree. Agreed. I think the people that agree aren't going to correct you. <laughs> just the way that I just the way that I like it. <laughs> um <laughs> And although it is technically correct, which is the best kind of correct, that uh that Far From Home is in Phase 3, it does feel like Far From Home lives in its own world past this point in the MCU. It really did feel like at the end of Endgame we reached a stopping point. And Far From Home is either an epilogue or a beginning of the next point, however you would like to look at it. That's right. Don't Um, fall into the MCU tyranny. (laughs) Don't determine the phases for yourself, Eduardo. (laughs) I try. Um... Which is why we're going to be talking um, about the MCU as a whole right now, and then our next episode will be on Far From Home. So don't worry, we got plenty of Far From Home to talk about. But first, I want to talk to you guys. Uh, We've been doing this podcast 
for a year now, which is insane to begin with. Uh, a whole a whole year of Marvel rewatching goodness. What do you think is has changed in this year? What have we no? What have we done? <laughs> what has changed? In this no. Year? In regards to the podcast, you heathens. Uh, in regards to the podcast, what do you think has changed? What do you think? Um, I think we've done a really good job of finding our podcasting identity over the past year, and it. It's almost weird to think about that first episode that we did, not the the Sam Raimi cut that we have not put out there. Oh, the um, spider cut, yeah. The spider cut, excuse Release me. Release the spider I, cut. The spider cut. <laughs> the spider cut that we have now. not put out yet. I'm talking about our first Iron Man episode that Chris was actually on. Um, it's have you guys gone back and listened to that recently? Oh, it is very different. I, I remember it enough that I don't have to go back and listen to it. <laughs> I almost like don't want to listen to it. No, it's not a, it's I, not bad. It was not bad. We cuz we cuz we all had experience podcasting just in general with the Squad Up the Squad Up series. And uh so like we knew what we were doing as far as speaking to each other and we were getting better at not um saying um every um word between um and mixing up our <clears throat> sentence um structure like that. But it, it was just one of those things where when we pieced this together in our mind, we totally envisioned the layout of the podcast to be different. And it only took one or two episodes for us to go, let's maybe change this up a little bit. Yep. So that's what I remember most about yeah, what's exactly. changed is like how different the Iron Man and Hulk episodes are from everything else. The are same we- could be said of the true MCU as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember not putting a lot on Eduardo in those early days. Not that he didn't handle it, but it was just a lot of just asking him in basically real time to juggle these talking points we had in whatever order he felt like and having him walk them through. But another thing that really stands out to me as I look, I, I have the original Iron Man uh, notes in front of me is, is we did a lot of paring down how we were going to handle things in the interest of making the episode shorter and like (laughs) (laughs) a goal we quickly gave up on the end of phase one we were committed to that and then then we just went off the rails which is also i remember (laughs) you used to put time stamps in the notes to be like oh by (laughs) by 24 seconds we should be doing this by by a minute and a half we should be doing this for all of you listeners it's like no we're gonna take a 10 minute break and we're gonna talk about pizza now for all and just get the deal for all you listeners i really did through the first few episodes kind of time us and look at things and i built a whole timing structure based around and it's still in there we just ignore it based around eduardo like okay you know if it's been this long then force us to move on to the next subject and and now it's just so you know, I believe, because Iron Man 1, we didn't do the synopsis, but I believe that the first time we did a synopsis, I allowed 20 minutes for that. So. <laughs> you allowed. <laughs> I know that you. Uh, Robbie is that he hates podcasts with lots of uh, unrelated banter, <laughs> which is basically what this show has become. A fun fact about me is I love that kind of podcast. I'm a big Scott Ackerman fan, you know? So it's like, yeah, banter. If it's funny, I'll listen to it. Do as I say not So sorry if I'm not funny. Hop Scotcherman? Are you talking about Hop Scotcherman? Yeah, Hot Saucerman. Hot Saucerman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Skip Flopperman. 
Actually, Robbie was Robbie has been putting the timestamps, but I also felt like I was like the time miser for the first phase yeah, of the I MCU because while we while we were <laughs> while we were talking, like we would go on past those timestamps, and I'd type in the chat like, "Guys, we've been talking about this an hour. <laughs> Guys, we've been talking about this an hour. Guys, we've been talking about this for twenty minutes." And we, I think we all just got to the point where we're like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> we're just going to talk. We're just going to have like a good time. I apologize for never paying attention to it. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, I was the same way. When we came from Squad Up, Squad Up, if you've never listened to it, it's a very different style of show. It is much more just us kind of talking about different things, and we don't really have really a structure. It's much, much looser. Part of that is because I write the notes for Squad Up, and I'm really bad at writing show notes. So I'll just put, like, three bullet points, and we'll just kind of, like, this episode, I wrote the notes for this one, and it was literally just, like, five questions. And it's like, we're just going to talk this time. Uh But when Robbie took over the notes, it became significantly more structured, and I think to the benefit of the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, But I think it was a, a transition to say the least, when we first moved over. <laughs> um, man, do you guys... I'm looking at these Iron Man notes, and does anybody change their rating? See, this is... My, so when I looked at Peach as a specific rating system... So for those of you that don't know, when we do our rating systems at the end of, uh, of each episode where we put them all in a rank, some of us will go by our rating. Peaches is like one of these where he will list every single rating he gave to every movie and his ranking is based off of the ratings he gave and it's very objective and i am the exact opposite i'm very subjective the movie goes where i feel like the movie goes at the time and i'll look at the list of movies and whatever feels right in my heart that's where i put the movie um and i'm looking at these ratings now and i i can't believe everyone gave it an eight except for me and i still feel strongly it's not an eight Did I give it an eight? but yes yeah, yeah. And like, mo- and I really feel like I really feel like it needs to go down like to like a seven comparatively to all the other movies that we've just like watched in the MC, right? Like, oh, retrospectively, it sort of skews the uh, the these lists. Peaches, I'm looking at you specifically because if any of these variables change, <laughs> your whole ranking is all thrown off. <laughs> So, so mine won't change, and and the reason for that is if I'm gonna change my rating, it's gonna be after I watch the movie again because I didn't know how exactly I wanted to arrive at my numerical ranking. If you guys don't know what I do in real life, you're still not really gonna know. But the the um, general idea is I play with numbers and data all day, um, and so when I come across stuff like this i try to be very logical and like math oriented about it and i didn't know i'm not a movie critic so i don't know my own criteria for ranking movies i scoured the internet for like if you're rating movies from one to ten what is this criteria supposed to be for a one versus a ten and that's how i got to all the numbers that i have given throughout this podcast is i found a list that i that i liked that i agreed with morally and i said okay based on the way I felt about this movie, where does it fall in these numerical rankings? And, and that's how I arrived at everything. And that's why when I put them in order, I put the ra- the rating next to them so that I knew I'm not going to remember exactly how I felt about Iron Man when I watched it 52 weeks ago at this point, whatever it was. But I'll know that I rated it an eight because I followed the same scale that I'm following today. So that's that's why. And whenever there was a tie, that's when I would use my my heart, my feelings. 
<laughs> so honestly, I don't know if I would change it because I, I, I handled this roughly the same as Peaches. And I think, so on my personal notes, I've got, like that I've got on the side, I've got Iron Man at a 7.5. I think I gave it an 8 because I wasn't going to decimals yet at that point. Um, which is also weird. So I guess I do change it. Um, but I, from Iron Man, I was coming at it from scratch where, how do I feel about this movie in the grand scheme of movies and a seven or eight or an eight is in that range of a pretty good movie, just not an all time great film. And that is still where I feel Iron Man is. But then what happened as we went through this list, it made the top of my list just really hard to differentiate when I actually think there is a lot of differentiating. So it's, I almost feel like I wish I had started with like an MCU curve. Like Iron Man is maybe an eight compared to all movies in the world, but maybe it's more like a six compared to the MCU. And that would have allowed me to, you know, diversify my list a little bit more. Whereas looking at it right now, I've got Iron Man near the bottom of the list. And yet it's because it's basically got the same, it's within one point of almost the whole list. So I feel like my rating system ended up just not being fairly diverse even though i feel very diverse about these films it's because i came at it in the first few episodes in terms of not grading on a curve yeah i kind of shifted in the same way as well i just also hate rating and ranking things i hate it i'm so bad at it i can never do it <laughs> ask me my favorite anything and that, yeah, I know, right? I, I like everything up to that point of the episode, and then the only part of the rating I actually enjoy is coming up with the MacGuffin I'm rating it after. <laughs> but giving it a number and a ranking, I'm just like, no, no thank you. That kind of takes the edge off, though, right? Because you're not, I'm not giving it 10 stars, I'm giving it 10 cheeseburgers. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, did you realize you went with cheeseburgers in the first episode, and then full circle? I, I did not. I did not. I did not. Oh, I, what you did in Endgame, I, right? Yeah, I went with cheeseburgers in Endgame, and I went with American cheeseburgers in Iron Man because that's what he says when he returns to the states. I want an American cheeseburger and so cool. something else. You came full what circle. a nice! Oh, that, I did. That's a, that's a Russo level callback right there. And I was the first person to bring up the Marvel callback in the very first episode. Oh man, so many layers. <laughs> Did not plan that. That was accidental. Yeah, I'm reading the notes here, Robbie. At one point, you wrote, write it here to be seen, but you used the wrong scene. <laughs> so said, write it here to be seen. Dude, my favorite thing in all of the notes is in the intro show notes, the very the very first little bracket of stuff where it says introduction, which Robbie believed would take two <laughs> minutes, and all of the sub-bullet points for the introduction from A to I Lettered from A to I, say in this order. Greetings. Hi. Yo. What's up? Good day. Good day. Cheerio. Papa, can you hear me? And howdy. What, what was happening? <laughs> I also like that for some reason, our rating scale and our actual ratings were two different sections. <laughs> in these notes so there's yeah. a section that is gang signs american cheeseburgers goatees boxes of scrap and then the next section is eight out of ten eight out of ten six out of ten eight so, out of ten we weren't proficient at well, putting things together you, yet we got much more i can tell you the later. original idea of these <laughs> notes was it would be something that this is hilarious it would be something that guests could like print out and have with them and write notes down or not print out just by 
but there were spaces to fill it out as you watched the film and then then we just consolidated because we abandoned that idea uh, <laughs> yeah yeah because we started just watching the movie and like i know that whenever i'd watch a movie and like whenever angela was on the show and she was watching we would take notes just watching it because we'd seen it enough that it's like okay i can well i think especially for the four of us we got the structure of okay i need to be thinking about who my mvp is and i need to think about which MacGuffin is Uh and i need to go into the notes before everyone else so they can't take my MacGuffin. and right yes (laughs) the race for the good MacGuffin. that's very important i want to ask you guys on the same subject of like what changed from beginning to end how did y'all's note taking structure change from beginning to end Oh, I never had any structure to begin with. It was just, I, oh. if, something, if I liked something, if I liked a line, I'd write it down. If I had some sort of insight, I would very quickly like write it. Down. I was like, I want to remember to talk about this. But yeah. other than that, it was just like, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, mine so never funny. really changed. It's, it's always just <laughs> been a notepad of basically things that pop up to me in the movie in order. Mine yeah. changed a lot. My, my, when I first started taking notes, I took notes on everything. I would take notes. I would write down 12 different quotes. I would write down 16 different talking points. And as we've continued to do this show, not only have my notes gotten shorter, my like six, specifically the notes have gotten significant. Like I'll just write like a one word thing to be like, Hey, remember to talk about this and that'll be it because I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need to write these long things because I know what I'm going to talk about. I just need to remember I need, you know, like I need to just write like pineapple and pineapple means this. And you know, I know what pineapple means and I'll be able to figure it out during the show. I got, I did the same arc, except by the third phase, I actually was not taking any notes. Surprise. I was just watching very intently and really like trying to think about what I would say. And it worked out for some movies because some movies, I don't know how, you know how, not necessarily just with Marvel, but you see a movie you like and you like, don't really know why you're just kind of like i enjoyed that i don't know how to elaborate on that currently we had a couple episodes yeah like we had we had a couple episodes where i felt that way where i was like i don't know that i have two talking points to contribute i just had a good time with this well so for those that don't know the way that we design the show every every week or every two weeks whenever we do it we have it so that everybody has two main talking points, quote unquote, well, I'll throw it to them and they'll speak to whatever talking point that they want. But that's more of a, it's like, God, I feel like I quote the pirate code like once a week. It's like the pirate code. It's more of like, it's more like a guideline, right? Like it is not, it's not meant to be like, these are the only things we're talking about. It's mostly help to help everybody else be like, all right, well, if you want to talk about something, this is where you can focus in on a particular topic, but everyone is encouraged and I try to do this every week to encourage everybody on the show to just kind of talk about whatever they want to talk about during the show. Uh, because I tend to find personally, and listeners, let me know if you feel the same way, that our organic conversations that just kind of come up throughout the show tend to be our best conversations. Agreed. Yeah. Also, remember when mm-hmm. we thought favorite quotes would be something we'd want to force into every episode? <laughs> <laughs> We, you know, that's the thing is like when we first did, when we first got the idea for the show, we started kind of planning it. We had lots of different things like, what if we do this and then this, and then what if we do that and then this combined with this. And as we did the show and did more episodes, we just kept trimming fat. We just kept being like, no, we don't need this, and we just throw it behind our shoulder, and we just would never look mm-hmm. at it again. 
And yet and, got longer. <laughs> and somehow every episode got longer. Because I thought we I think we found what worked, right? We found what worked and what was really working for us. Right. And I think we kind of honed in on that. And I think that's why we've seen a lot of success ever since. I agree that we found what works, but I don't think that the episodes would have been shorter or the same length had we left some of those things in. Like I think we would have still had three end game episodes, if not four if we also each had three favorite quotes from the movie that we took time to talk about. Yeah. Right. Well, and the cool one in particular to me stands out because I feel like part of why it didn't work early on is be- when we were making this, we had just seen Endgame, And I feel like the, the MCU got more quotable as it went along. And so at this point, you know, we were fresh on what we'd just seen in Endgame and Infinity War, and we have lots of quotes in our mind. But I feel like it wasn't super quotable early on, and I think we kind of found that as we were doing the episodes and realized, you know, Iron Man doesn't have that many great quotes in it. It's a fun movie, Iron but, Man like, like one of my favorite quotes is, next time. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, it was Hulk so, and then everything after Hulk until a certain yeah. point. Can you Probably imagine Thor. we were doing favorite quotes when we got to Thor the Dark World? <laughs> You know, favorite quotes was something that came to me because specifically of the Black Panther Killmonger line. And I loved that quote so much that I wanted to, when we got to that episode, be able to talk about that quote. You made up a whole section to justify talking about something in an episode that we were going to be doing several months later (laughs) that we would have talked about anyway because it's an incredible scene. It's called preventative maintenance, dude. I don't don't see the problem here. Well, and Mike obviously came to find out if I wanted to talk about something during a show, all I had to do was talk about it during the show. Like, I didn't need to <laughs> create this sort of thing to eventually be able to do. But Ooh, I just felt like... sideline got to stop you. You have no power here. This is everyone interrupts Ed- Eduardo the show. God, I miss the golden days when everybody was too afraid to interrupt me. And everybody was real quiet. And you guys all <laughs> waited for me to say something to you. Now you, you feel like you can talk whenever you want. It's anarchy. You know what? I love when we have a guest on and they're just sitting there patiently, like raising their hand. Oh, dude, we've had to tell Bailey like six times. Every time she's been on any of our things, she's like, I'm just waiting. And I'm like, no, interrupt. Interrupt him. She won't won't interrupt her own husband. (laughs) That is so crazy because she interrupts me all the time. (laughs) Oh, zing. Oh, she came in to check out what happened. She heard her name. (laughs) I don't see it. I think we got better about that. I think it feels more natural, like we're all in the same room, like looking at each other and speaking. If we're right. good, at, like there's oh, bad at interrupting and there's good at interrupting. You know? Yeah. And I for anybody that doesn't know, we record no, this I, podcast remotely. None of us are in the same room, or most of us are even in the same state. At least half of us in the same state, I guess I should say. So sometimes the flow can be difficult, but I think we've done a really good job of like getting to a better point with that. Well, and podcasts I listen to, and and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and say that I'm the same as podcasts, or, or that we're in the same grouping as podcasts I listen to that have thousands of, you know, of listeners. But I should hope we're we're getting there. But they interrupt each other. It just it ends up being natural. It's the same thing as a conversation. There's one thing to like shout down people, but I think it's another to you know just realize that this is your opportunity to get a point in. So look at that dog. No one can see it, Peaches. We can. Yeah, but I'm I'm providing the backdrop for them. Right now, while they're listening to me talk, they can be also thinking about a dog that they don't know what looks like. It looks like a cross between a Border Collie and a Lab. 
and she's laying on the couch just looking around. With a stuffed beaver. <laughs> Not the kind of a show. It is it is a, <laughs> the animal. <laughs> it's the animal. Here, I'll squeak it. It squeaks. No! Don't squeak your beaver. <laughs> Well, Eduardo, uh, save me. It was bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. You know, uh, I, I think uh, I'm excited because we, I think we've really gotten into a groove as to what we want the show to be. And there are going to be a lot of questions. We'll talk about this a little later in the show, which is something that we don't do anymore is say that phrase. So that's throughout. And, and I want to like pull back the curtain a little bit, but that's something that we actively try not to do when we still do it every episode. We try really hard not to say we're going to talk about something later be, instead of just not talking about it and then talking about it later. But for some reason, we always end up being like, but we'll talk about this later. And it just, it's just one of those Achilles heel things that we're, we're constantly yeah. trying to work on. I mean, at least the closer we got to Endgame, the fewer later opportunities we had. Right. <laughs> it's like, tough to talk about something later when there is no later. Yeah. But don't worry. Now there are two dogs. There's two dogs. Wow. Oh, one dog. It smells like up dog in here is what I'm saying. <laughs> so Tell let's think about, about the MCU. Dog. What is that? <laughs> now that we've talked about us as a podcast, let's think about the MCU for a moment. As far as the MCU is concerned, are there any characters that kind of speak out to you as far as character arcs? Are there any storylines that speak out to you? Are there any, um, excuse me, any, um, any things that you're surprised by specifically during your MCU rewatch? Anybody at any point. I mean, we're going to talk about Thor here, right? This is, this is basically, (laughs) we're going to talk about Thor. Thor is the surprise. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was really interesting to me as we went through this how it seemed like all of us had an epiphany moment of, oh wait, Thor's character arc's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think Thor was one of those characters where you can tell it's almost like he has two character arcs, mm-hmm. and one of them doesn't necessarily even get finished. Right, they start a character arc and they're like, man, let's not do this one anymore. And then they just start a new character arc for him, mm-hmm. and that's sort of where he goes from that point on at least that's how it felt to me yeah yeah definitely surprising i'd say there's two characters that like prior to this whole thing like really snowballing that i did not really care for and never expected to care for uh and those were thor and hulk Mm -hmm. i don't know why i just like before the mcu i cared very little for hulk um and we talked about this very early on but I wasn't really a comic fan until the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, And then when the MCU started and everybody around us was getting into it, that's when I kind of jumped in the bandwagon. But um, I just didn't really expect to care for Hulk because he's just like a big meaty dude, you know, like on the surface, he's just a big meaty dude. And um, as soon as he had that moment in Avengers that I love so much is when I was like, oh, no, actually, Hulk is a badass. Um and he has a lot of depth to him, you know, trying to fight between Bruce and Hulk and the story arc that 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 took in the MCU. And then we've talked we've talked about Thor. I'd say those two are the most surprising to me. Uh, maybe Cap, I would say also, because I kind of thought he was lame at first, too. But 
that that very quickly changed. That didn't take more than one movie mm-hmm. for my opinion to change on him because he's just a damn good dude. Are there any, um, I guess I should point my question a little bit more specifically. Are there any things that surprised you specifically during our rewatch that didn't, not necessarily when you first watched the MCU, but specifically during our rewatch? Is there anything that comes out to you that surprises you? Any characters that you noticed specifically during our retrospective? I think for me, I never realized how much I cared about the first Guardians movie until I rewatched it here. And it's not that I haven't seen that movie several times. It's when I needed to look at the movie objectively and I really needed to kind of decide where I wanted to put it. I found myself being like, you know, I just really enjoy this movie and I really enjoy this point in the history of the MCU. And it it felt like a turning point um, in a lot of different ways because it felt like there was a formula being followed for so long. And here came this Guardians movie that took the formula and cranked it up to 11 and changed all these different things and really kind of separated itself and kind of showed how different you can be and still be a Marvel movie. Right. And now we've got all these movies, you know, black Panther is this wonderful example of a, a concept of going in another direction. And you've got Ant-Man, which is a small heist movie. And it, it sort of follows a lot of the same tropes, but goes in another direction. Whereas I felt like originally Iron Thor was modeled after the movie Iron Man, right? Like the first Thor movie, like they were trying to make, another Iron Man Hulk while a little different was in a lot of similar vein, right? They were trying to get that same, same experience, right? You know, you get the guy, you get the thing, you do the big fight at the end. And a lot of it is still in that same basic formula, but it's that, that identity that I think guardians of the galaxy really honed in on, um, kind of persisted throughout the rest of the MCU. Anything like that for you guys? Yeah, I, I've got two and one is the other guardians of the galaxy movie. I loved guardians too. It was in my top five, and we've already we've already argued as a podcast about our feelings on Guardians Two. But Guardians Two was one of those moments that when I was rewatching it, and I had already rewatched it, but watching it from the lens of how do I feel about these movies versus one another, how do I want to talk about these movies with my friends? I just remember watching Guardians Two and thinking, this one is my favorite to that point. Like I knew it was going to eventually be behind Infinity War and Endgame, but I just remember being blown away by a movie I already liked by how much I liked it and. To what you said, how much I find myself caring about those characters. I realize that I, I'm not someone that tends to actually get a lot of emotions about characters, but I found myself really invested in Gamora and Nebula and Rocket, and that's just not something I was braced for, even though I had already seen that movie probably half a dozen times. But usually I was watching it just, yeah, put on Guardians 2 while cleaning the house or whatever. The, the way this podcast and talking about these things with you guys forced me to watch Guardians, um, Guardians 2, and, and honestly, the first one as well. I, I think I could agree with everything you just said, Eduardo, was it was a surprise just how much I decided I liked that film. And then the other one is Thor. We already talked about it, but I watching these movies every couple years, Thor was just a character. I didn't dislike the Thor films, but I didn't have strong feelings on Thor. And then talking it with you guys, you know, every every time I watch one of these movies... I form opinions and then I come on the podcast and get some new opinions as I listen to things from the three of you and, and some of our guests that kind of maybe change some of my feelings here and there. And, and, you know, I've definitely changed my mind on some stuff um, from listening to y'all's arguments and y'all's passions. And one of those has been Thor, not only watching the films, but listening to us all talk about Thor and how much we all started to see that Thor, those Thor arcs and, and they're, 
almost reinvented, but in a way that's very interesting. And he doesn't come out as my favorite MCU character, but I find myself thinking a lot more about Thor's journey in these films than I expected. And it's one of the more interesting, I think one of the, the most interesting cross film character arcs I think I've ever seen. And I don't think I would have said that a year ago. Yeah, I think another one that I think everybody here can agree on is Black Widow. I remember all of us being like at the very beginning, like Black Widow is not necessarily our favorite character, or at the very least, we felt like she got shafted Mm -hmm. in a lot of the big few movies. She didn't get her chance to shine, all these different things. And as I was watching all of her movies, we kept being like, Black Widow was great in this movie. Black Widow was fantastic in this movie. Mm -hmm. Black Widow was awesome in this movie. And it almost feels like, and I'm not going to speak for anybody else here, but at least for myself, I might have fed into the internet propaganda machine a little too much and changed my opinion based off something that I never even thought about, right? Like, it was just said into the ether so many times that Black Widow doesn't have good performances in these movies that I almost found myself, I found myself believing it, right? Yep. Up until I watched it and had to think objectively and form my own concrete opinions on every single one of the movies, every single one of these movies where I realized that I actually love Black Widow and almost everything that she is mm-hmm. in. And there are a few times where it, there are only a, a handful of times where I feel like they're unjust to her and her character. And if anything, it just makes me want to see more Black Widow. Right. I, I, I completely agree with that. And I think watching them in rapid succession made me realize that it's really just Ultron. And the bad taste of Black Widow and Ultron, I think, really stuck in a lot of people's mouths. And then in every other film she's in, I think she has literally every other film she's in. I think she has a case as the MVP. Yeah. I mean, she's fantastic in Winter Soldier. And yeah, it's made me so much more excited for the Black Widow movie than I should have seen two months ago. (laughs) And, you know, it's, and it it makes it, because I I feel like there's maybe a subconscious, uh, you know, segmentation that people do in their brains of the Marvel heroes that got their own movies and the Marvel heroes that don't. And Black Widow, Hawkeye, they've always been over there in the, yeah, they're original Avengers, but when have they ever had a movie? So they feel like, like there's a second tier. And, and, and you, you could argue, I mean, you even see a little bit of it in uh, Endgame because it's like, who are the Avengers that go out and face Thanos when he shows up? It's Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. The big three who got their own movies. And obviously Hulk misses out, but he also only got one movie. Uh, and it wasn't even the same actor. So so there's kind of that, 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 that subconscious tier list that happens in your brain. But if you look past that, and you, you look at Black Widow is basically the co-headliner like captain america the winter soldier could have been called cap and black widow the winter soldier i mean she's i mean it's cap's story but she is very clearly the the second lead in that movie and that you know watching this all thinking about that it's like man this you know it's it's really a shame that it's taken until her character died for her to get her own movie and you know, and it makes this whole no movies thing even worse because I really want to see, you know, what she can do as a lead character, as a solo lead in a movie. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, like, 
before all this started, um, like the characters like Black Widow and Hawkeye who were just kind of like spies. End of list. Like they, they didn't really pitch themselves well compared to the other people in the group. And like Eduardo took the words uh, out of my mouth before I, I was going to say them. Like I agree with everything that all three of you just said that Black Widow had such a surprising arc upon rewatch. And um, it's just... It's just weird to think about that versus how we felt in the beginning. Um, But I'm not unhappy about it. I'm really stoked to finally see the movie (laughs) when we we get to see it. And, um, you know, I I will miss her in the universe if she doesn't continue to make appearances somehow after that movie. Um, And I I would not have said that a year ago either. Feelings about Hawkeye have not come full circle, though. So I whatever. If he's gone, he's gone. I don't care. Well, they did just announce um, they hired a couple more directors for the Hawkeye TV series, like yesterday or today. Like, um, sounds like a lot of them have sort of a comedy background, so that's interesting. Like, like the guy who directed John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch is one of the directors. Interesting. Um, I can start, kind of see that show going that route, though, based on the fact that it's mirroring the um, comic series. Yeah, the logo is based on. Yeah, because that that's that's like an action comedy, yeah, series. Yeah, so so I can definitely see that. And I think that would be a good tone for it. So bummer yeah. that Falcon and Winter Soldier got delayed too. By the way, I don't think we've yeah. talked about that on the show yet. Yeah, we should be watching that in a few weeks, also. But nope, the they're saying, and I'm sure that's not going to happen. But that Wandavision is still on the slate for 2020, since they never announced a date for it. But I don't. There's no way that's coming 2020. I, I no. read that they still have filming to do for that one too. So I don't know like yeah. where it would be safe for one facet and not for the other. I feel like the only way they could release any of these things is if they actually secretly had all the actual filming done yeah. and they just right. needed to do like editing or something. I think I read some of that. They had like a week of shooting left for <laughs> Falcon and winter soldier. Yeah. But I think that even if it hadn't, or even if it had finished production before, before everything had to shut down um that they probably still wouldn't have released it because i would not be shocked if they're like we can't release this before black widow because of some plot thing sure that like, makes I, sense yep yeah yeah and then that and that <laughs> that's one of the things that no one ever considered when when uh last year when marvel announced that it was a year ago today or yesterday that they had their big comic-con panel and they announced that Phase 4 was going to be half movies and half Disney Plus shows. No one ever expected that the entire world would shut down and no one be able to go to the movies, which would then affect, well, we can't release our TV show now because our movie got delayed. You know what's which so was, interesting about uh, that is when that panel happened and we were all like talking amongst ourselves about those panels, we were like, man, I can't wait till that long into 2020 before I watch this thing. Like Mm -hmm. some of these things are going to be released till 2021 or 2022. And suddenly it's in the middle of 2020 and these things are pushed back. And it's like, come on, (laughs) come on. We already waited long enough. (laughs) I'm really sad that like the only entertainment thing that I'm looking forward to right now that is still 
99% probably coming out when it's supposed to is Mandalorian season yep. two, because they finished filming that before yep. everything is like, okay, well at least I know I was really hoping that they'd move it up to fill the winter soldier spot. That is empty. Did they finish all the agents of shield filming? They filmed that last year. Like oh, it, was, okay. it was done before comic con last year. And this is the last season, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you, you'll at least get the last. I do. I, I, I have that, you know, that's ongoing right now. So yeah. I, I'm enjoying that. Um, by the way, just throwing it out there, this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., very good. Lots of fun. A hundred times better than last season, which was a slog, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, check it out. Any other uh, storyline things that had a sort of an impact on you or that your feelings changed on as we rewatch the MCU? Probably a ton. It's Yeah, it's, it's hard to remember like what what notions that we had going into I this. I vividly remember a message from Eduardo saying the hard thing is not going to be is going to be not picking Loki as the MVP in every movie he's in. And yeah. there definitely was. And then we pretty much Yeah, this is almost like the reverse of, of the Black Widow where like Eduardo was saying, you know, the the statements about Black Widow start become almost sort of self-perpetuating and i think it's the same thing with loki there was a lot of talk about you know constantly in the shadow of loki mcu movies without loki just aren't good because they don't have loki and while loki was definitely a, a great character i ended up just not feeling as strongly about him through rewatch as i did originally like definitely still a good character but he's not the dominant force of the mcu and everything sucks when he's not there that i feel like people kind of perpetuated when he's off screen, everyone should be saying, where's yes. Loki? <laughs> I tend to feel a very similar way, and I've made my voice clear about this, about Tony Stark. Mm. I feel very similar the way you feel about Loki to the way I feel about Tony Stark. And I, I, it's not that I didn't at one point feel the way I think a lot of people feel, which is Tony Stark can do no wrong. You know, he's the best character in the MCU. And I think I've, a lot of people felt that way specifically when those first movies came out. But now with the addition of time and perspective i find that as i rewatch these movies i tend to want tony stark a little bit less and i think i'm just sort of i've said this i think these exact words i'm a little fatigued by the tony stark like Mm -hmm. shtick um and i think a similar thing could be said about loki i don't think loki necessarily has a shtick but i think as you rewatch the sort of allure and the brightness of these over-the-top characters tend to um they tend to get a little dimmer, and so you can notice everything else yeah. around, right? And part of that is because we are intentionally looking at everything. We're not just going into these movies looking at the main character and what they're doing. We are trying to look at it from all perspectives, and I think that helps us really reassess who really actually has a strong performance yeah. during these films. Right. And that's not to say that like Tom Hiddleston doesn't have a strong right. performance, because no. I think he still was. Was he our unanimous MVP for the first Thor movie? Or did someone... Uh, I'm going to look it up. I got you. Also, while I'm looking this up, I just want to say, I found it funny that you said that Loki doesn't have a shtick, but he literally has a stick. <laughs> well, and while he's looking... Robbie said Loki. Eduardo said Odin. Uh, oh, right. uh, Soundlord said Loki of Asgard. Cody, who we had on that show, said Loki. I said, verbatim from the show notes... 
I don't know how I can't say Loki. It's impossible not to say Loki. I was the only one that didn't say Loki. Odin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think, and I think he was another one that kind of caught me by surprise, as I forgot that he's like just a really good actor in general, and like you know, he's just you forgot Anthony Hopkins is a good actor. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like you almost forget Anthony Hopkins is right. even in it, right? Like now, that like, is a movie that I do remember specifically. We talked about watching it, yes. and you're like, this cast is stacked. <laughs> right. Well, you know, Anthony Hopkins, Natalie Portman. Chris Hemsworth, who we have seen over the years. I mean, this is like one of the first things that we had ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. Most people had ever seen him in. And he has really grown into like a great performer and, and particularly a great comedic performer, mm-hmm. which no one expected. Um, Tom Hiddleston is a fantastic mm-hmm. actor, yep. classically trained, uh, but also very funny and and charming in his own right. And it's just a... Idris Elba's yes. in there. You know, like he was Idris Elba. Now... <laughs> Now, conversely, conversely, Eduardo being the only one not voting for Loki okay, in Thor, Eduardo was the only one, the only one to vote for Loki in right? Avengers. Oh, uh, yeah. In fact, in fact, Eduardo wrote, "Say Loki or get the fuck out." <laughs> in the show. I, and that's why this was a solo podcast from Phase Two on. Yes, <laughs> I vividly remember thinking oh my god i'm not gonna have loki <laughs> and i'm gonna have to defend myself to these other three that i don't have loki and then it mm-hmm. ended up being eduardo on his own yeah now we go to dark world see now i'm just looking at every single one that loki yeah now no, i'm curious robbie said loki and i wasn't on the chris episode. said thor slash loki <laughs> yeah uh i said thor specifically because of the coat rack scene uh and Eduardo said Jane Foster. <laughs> for the record, I wasn't. So yeah, you really only cared for Loki in the Avengers. That's so weird. I do think that's his best performance, but I still find that so yeah. weird. Um, yeah. Actually, you know what I think his best performance is? That one comic con where he showed up in character yes. and just does the whole monologue. That's his best Loki performance. That was pretty great. Avengers is yeah. a close second, though. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I am super excited for the yeah. Loki show. Oh, absolutely! Just because, you know, we're getting something that's, you know, sometimes you take a great character who is not the lead character and you make them the lead, and it diminishes them. Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, is that a no, hot that take is or a, what? I don't I'm think sorry. it's a hot take at all. Take. Yeah, that is that. that yeah, was that's no, one of the biggest problems with those as, sequel films is. Too much Jack Sparrow. It's yeah. yeah. If we ever do a Pirates of the Caribbean podcast, which I know we won't. Um, wow, here's gonna... another character that I would put in that same category with Tony Stark of characters that I got tired of. Their I shtick. got tired of it by the second yeah. movie. And this was, I mean, I love Johnny Depp in, as Captain Jack Sparrow in the original Pirates of the Caribbean. Is one of my favorite performances mm-hmm. on film. But one of the thing that makes it work is that he is not the main character. He's the best character, the most interesting character. But the point of view characters of that movie are Will and Elizabeth. And the problem with the sequels is that in the first movie, this world of pirates is new to the audience. And you get that with the characters new to those characters as well. And as soon as the sequels come along, it's not new to them anymore. So we don't have a point of view character anymore. And the, they all just said, well, people like Jack, we're going to make it more about Jack. And it's more Jack and more Sparrow more. died and returned um, to his own plane. Anyway. 
I mean, it, that kind of does happen in the third one, right? No. Um, but anyway, my point is, I don't think we're going to have that problem with Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I think that making a show, and especially making it a TV show, an ongoing thing, uh, wa- watching that Loki, I think that's going to be good. I don't think that it's like, well, Loki's fine when there's not too much of him. I think that it's like, no, I would like to see right. more of this character. And I think it is a character that will be interesting uh, to to follow in a series. Anyway, that was a weird tangent. Well, and TV's a, TV's an <laughs> interesting uh, medium for him, right? Because I think yeah. movies, a, a character that works well in a movie when they are the main character isn't necessarily going to work well as the main character of a TV show because I think TV shows, because you have so much more time for exposition and to, to build character, you find that some of these characters might actually be better suited. And I think Loki is probably a great example of a character that has so much depth and that depth can really be explored in something like a 10 hour TV series that wouldn't necessarily do the character justice in a two hour movie. Yeah. You know, it's a, a, a kind of in the same vein. I know they're not the same character, but I have never wanted a Boba Fett movie. I've never thought it was a good idea. And I know that they've been talking about it for years and I think mm-hmm. it's a bad idea. The Mandalorian is a great show, yep. uh, and obviously The Mandalorian is not Boba Fett, but it's still the lone gunman bounty hunter kind of story that they're telling, and I think that is better suited to TV than yep. it is to a movie. Yeah, I'm more, I think an Obi-Wan TV show is a better idea than an Obi-Wan movie, partly because I don't want every Star Wars movie from here on out to be, here's a prequel about this character yep. that you love. Um, but I think like an in-depth 10 episode character study about those characters again. And that's, I'm excited to see that, uh, you know, play out. And, you know, if the story of Falcon and the winter soldier is as we think it's going to be about the conflict of, Hey, Steve Rogers picked Sam Wilson to be the new captain America, but America has different ideas that is a story that I think can and should be spread out across several episodes as opposed to we got to make it fit in two and a half hours and end it with a big climactic battle where something falls out of the sky. So, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm very excited to see some of these characters I think really will work better. And even characters that we haven't seen like She-Hulk. Yes. She, I mean, She-Hulk, if we really get into like her being a lawyer, that's a TV mm-hmm. show. That is a mm-hmm. TV show. Uh, because you're not going to get enough lawyering. If and it's she's just a such movie. an interesting character because, I, and forgive me if, if any of you do or do not know this, I, but um, I just always find it so interesting that the juxtaposition with her and Bruce Banner, where Bruce Banner is trying to rid himself of the Hulk while she likes it and embraces it and it makes her more confident. It makes her a better lawyer and she wants to Hulk out. Um, and man, I, I am all about a She-Hulk. Uh, series yeah in the comics lately she has been like angry dumb talking hulk um because she's upset about something that happened in civil war ii and i think it's only in like the new issue of their big crossover that just came out last week that she's finally like back to normal but it's been like two years where she's been like, Jen mad. <laughs> or Jess. Or was it's she, it's she, Jen. Jennifer, Jennifer Walters. Or Jessica? Jennifer Walters. Jennifer okay. Walters. I want to yeah, call her yeah. Jessica a lot, but it's Jennifer. 
Yeah. And and she's 100% one of my favorite Marvel characters and does not get enough attention. Yeah. yeah. Well, she will soon yes. enough. Well, not soon enough. No, but Not soon enough, but eventually. Sooner than maybe we thought. Yeah, no, I never expected any sort of She-Hulk. And honestly, yeah. She-Hulk is kind of like... Her roots are kind of a mixture of joke character and, um, you know, I guess throwing, serving sort of the same purpose as Captain Marvel of, okay, you know, we need to have some, some women comic book characters. So here's one. And, but the result is from that has spun out a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. It is almost a, you know, it's a shame that she's kind of stuck with the name she Correct. Hulk. Agreed. <laughs> you know, it's like, could be a better how game. reductive is that? Yeah. All right. It's time to talk about our MVPs of phase one, two, and three of the entire MCU. This is a big, it's a, it's a really difficult choice to make, right? Yes. Um, I find Wait, it three weird. MVPs or I one MVP? One MVP. Okay. For everything okay. up to here. I just met okay. We're doing phases one, two, and three. Okay. Okay. Well, I, was, um, I was like, oh, man. I one MVP. Oh, I will start. I have been watching, and I, I, for those that don't know, for those that haven't noticed already, I always have to start by not talking about what I'm going to talk about, but instead having some weird backstory before I actually talk about the thing that I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to do it again. Um, so I've been watching, they added uh, The Last Dance, which is the whole Michael Jordan his his run with the Bulls about all their championships and their last year together um, and the last championship that they win. So in that Chicago Bulls team, you had a main core of three people. You had Michael Jordan, you had Scottie Pippen, and you had Dennis Rodman. And they were the sort of the, the anchors of that team. And then everybody else was sort of built around them. But they were the ones that really propelled them to the championship. I think the MCU, when we talk about the big three, is built like Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman. I think our Michael Jordan is Tony Stark. Yes. I think he is the face. He is the one that sort of leads the ship. I think our Dennis Rodman is Thor, the one that you're sort of surprised about that, that kind of is like the, the, the wacky one that does his own thing. And I think the unsung hero of the MCU, the anchor, the one that really like, we always talk about Jordan, how he could never have done it without Scotty Pippen. Thor, or I'm sorry, Iron Man would not be the character that it is Correct. without Captain America. And that's why I think Captain America is the MVP. And he's the Scotty Pippen of the MCU. He is so important to have that character to bounce off of Iron Man. It's, it's, I, 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 this, and, you know, I was just thinking about the Scotty Pippen comparison just now because I'd just been watching The Last Dance, but it's so. It's so true. Like it's such a I think it's such a it's such a one-to-one comparison because Michael Jordan gets all the the credit, right? Did you know that Scottie Pippen was like paid I think he was like in the low 100s of of salary yes. for his year for what he did for as many championships as he won. He was like second in scoring, number 1 in mm-hmm. assists, second in rebounds. He had basically every stat you could want for a player and he was paid peanuts because he was playing next to Michael Jordan. Right. And I feel like that's what Captain America gets sometimes. He sort of gets the short end of the stick as far as cre- as far as credit is concerned, you know, because you have 
Iron Man there, right? The one that started it. He's the, you know, sort of the star. I can think we could, now that going through the all the phases, we can say Iron Man was sort of the star of the MCU mm-hmm. up until this point. But I think he could not have done it without the character of, um, of Captain America to work alongside with. Yeah, I like that. And I'm going to basically say that was a uh, a great comparison and i almost completely agree with it um i will say that i do feel like the people i see talk about the mcu maybe appreciate captain america more than people appreciated scotty pippen i i i i, I, doubt, I doubt we would be alone in our listeners and our friends in mcu fans and picking because first off i'm just gonna say okay i agree it's captain america captain america is also my mvp um the difference is on the Bulls, Scottie Pippen is a top 50 all-time player, but Michael Jordan is maybe a top one all-time player. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> and top 50 may actually be underrated Scottie Pippen, but you see where I'm going like, with this. It's like, sure. Yes, yeah. Scottie Pippen was playing on one of the only teams where he wasn't the best player, but it, it, there was still a, a margin there. Um, I really liked hearing you say that about Dennis Rodman, by the way, because I'm very passionate that Dennis Rodman is ridiculously underrated. And I, and I think Absolutely. the Thor uh, comparison, it, 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 it's for those of you that aren't basketball fans, Dennis Rodman basically could not score, like literally cannot shoot a basketball, cannot score. But what he can do is watch, beat the crap out of him. He can watch the way a basketball <laughs> rotates and tell by the rotate spin of the ball and its arc yeah. where that ball is going to end up after it hits the rim and be there before anyone else. And so any missed shot by his opponents was ending up in his hands, which is just mind-blowing. Um, he won, what was it? He won like nine straight rebounding titles, and he's yeah. the size of a guard. It's just, yeah. and and at the size of a guard, was so good defensively that he shut down Shaquille O'Neal when he played him one-on-one. It just, anyway, so that's Thor. You're right, that's Thor. But, <laughs> like, it's one of those things where you look back, because I remember, I, I was watching the bulls in those days and and dennis rodman i feel stupid for this now but i thought of dennis Rodman. hey there's a nice role player that can't keep his mouth shut it's i I regret many things that i felt about dennis rodman at the time no he is a really really important player that can't (laughs) 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 it's um but instead he was amazing and so it's the same thing with thor like going through the mcu it's like hey you know there's thor he's fine he's got a hammer and looking back it's like oh no no thor was great Thor was really great. Thor won yeah. the rebound title every year. Good job, Thor. Because uh, the hammer. I mean, what is Ragnarok if not his rebound? Exactly. Exactly. It's like Dennis Rodman, you know, and Thor. A, a, a few seasons in, he gets a new haircut, and then suddenly he's a new person. <laughs> um, and 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 he goes to visit uh, Surtur, who is the evil dictator of. Uh, oh God. Of- <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah no i i think that big three call is really apt um and and so i think that i haven't even watched the last dance yet and i probably should um it's very good it's on netflix like i said earlier it's on, okay, but I'll say it again. It was it's I, on netflix i, see it. it's I on do netflix. need to watch it um yeah I, I really wanted to watch it and i did not um oh anyway i i completely agree though it's captain mm-hmm. america Scotty Pippen is the MVP of the MCU. (laughs) Uh, 
I, I don't want to break up the Captain America gang, so if okay, you want to go, go first, Donald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone knew when this question was asked who I was going to say. I just didn't realize that I was going to have so many people agreeing with me. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I, I've talked on and on at, at length about about Captain America. So yeah, of course he's my MVP of, of this whole this whole shebang. Yeah, I, I think he he is the heart and soul of it all. Um, although I, I do have to give the assist to Robert Downey Jr. himself, not just for getting this thing started, but for convincing Chris Evans, who would turn down the role three times to take on the role of Steve Rogers. Robert, yeah, that's uh, he turned it down three times and Robert Downey Jr. called him and convinced him to uh, uh, to play Captain America. So yeah, assist to him. But but yeah, it, it's it's Cap all the way. And I can still pe- remember people complaining, he can't be Captain America, he was Human Torch. <laughs> oh God. That's what I said about uh, Lawrence Fishburne when they cast him in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm like, you can't have Perry White in an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. <laughs> I didn't know that actors and actresses were supposed to be on one-and-done for life contracts. Yeah. I think at that point, they just thought of it as he's a Marvel character. He can't be a different Marvel character. And now, like, no one even complains that Human Torch is Killmonger. Man, I saw Lawrence Fishburne. I was like, man, that's the dude. That's the dad from Boys in the Hood up in there. Like, (laughs) what is Morpheus doing over here? Trying to encourage. Is that you? (laughs) Are you going to show us a cartoon? (laughs) All right, Peaches, break the mold. Now I will. It's not. I'm not going to break a mold because I think my answer is obvious too. I still think it's Iron Man. And while I think that, oh sure, I think Michael Jordan. Okay, <laughs> it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> I watched him go Ooh. into an oversized golf hole and stretch his arm 45 feet. He's the best. <laughs> no, like I, I, I still agree with what I said at the beginning and the end that Tony is like. Yeah, there's a lot of characters that are important. Tony starts and ends the MCU in these three phases, and I think that's really important. I don't think at all that he's unassisted. I I don't disagree with what you guys are saying about uh, Steve. Obviously, our feelings on Thor have dramatically changed. A lot of very important things happened because of Thor, too. You could make really good arguments about any of those three. Yeah, not because of Thor, too. Thor also. Thor also, Electric Boogaloo. Um, so I'm sure that there are others you can make a strong case for, um, but I just, I don't know. I'm sticking true. If, I, if I'm going from my heart, which I am right now, uh, I think that that Tony was there at the beginning. He started the thing. He created a lot of the problems. He also created a lot of the solutions. Um, and even if they weren't permanent solutions right away, they became solutions. Um, and, you know, he made the sacrifice at the end that put everybody back toward a path uh, of normalcy, whatever they're going to call the new normal. So I don't know. I, I think in this star- story arc, uh, he's he's just the, the person that still stands out to me. Um, and, you know, this whole time, I know you've been like starked out, Eduardo, um, and I get that. Like he does have the same shtick a lot, um, and and I also agree with you that he's not the type of person I would 
typically put myself around in real life either. You know, like I wouldn't really want to be around someone all the time that acts the way that he acts. Um, and I know, like, I know that that's true, but I think for the purpose of the films, it doesn't really bother me as much. So there's all that. Now, while that is coming from my heart right now, as the numbers guy that you all know that I am, I'm actually going through all of our show notes <laughs> and looking at who I put in for MVP the most. Uh, so I might have an updated answer for you based on numbers alone. It's Galaga uh, guy. Oh, well, yeah. Galaga guy's in there. I actually, for some reason, did not bookmark the Civil War notes. So Let me I, if, yeah, if you guys have them, can you send them to me? Let me tell I'm you. I'm sure I was, I was Iron Man for MVP of that, though. Galaga guy is one of the reasons I don't like Tony Stark. Because say you're coming into work, and I guarantee you, Shield isn't like holding back on hours. I guarantee you, they're working their people. They're working their people to the bone. You got my man over here doing logistics for 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 Shield. He's working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. He comes into work. He's tired, and you know what? Maybe he wanted to play a little Galaga. Maybe he wanted to just relax for just one second. And here's Tony Stark's stupid face coming in and putting him on blast in front of all of his coworkers. <laughs> Like this poor guy's just trying to play some like leave the man alone. Mind your damn business, Tony Stark. I, I guess technically we don't know that he wasn't on break playing Galaga. In Even if he the, wasn't on break on the deck of the, of the helicarrier. I don't know. I'm reminded of a time that I was um was disciplined in a way that involved documentation <laughs> on my record when it was my lunch period and I was eating my lunch. Uh, so I guess he could same person that to me once. Peaches, <laughs> you weren't on the yeah, Civil I... War episode. I wasn't? That's why you really? couldn't find the notes. I thought I wasn't on the Spider-Man episode. But it looks like you were not in the Civil War either, because oh, you are not in the notes. I don't even remember the Civil War episode. Get it together, Peaches. Dude, I don't... Have Who's I been the MVP here the of whole Civil time? War. Go now. Who's my MVP of Civil War? Oh my god. Well, I didn't have to think about it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The pressure's too high. Honestly, I'll agree with you, Eduardo. It, it, there was an Iron Man fatigue. There was a, and, and I went into this franchise of films with Iron Man being one of my absolute favorite superheroes. And he still is. And I still like, I still like the film Tony Stark. But there was a point that it felt like can't I just get away from this character? Can't I just see these other characters? Why does it have to keep being Iron Man? Well, and like, and... The, I think one of the main problems is is that there are two Iron Man, Iron Men. There are two Iron Man arcs. I guess you'd say similar no. to how there are two Thor arcs. And I like the second arc significantly more than I like the first one for Iron Man. Like, I like the who Tony becomes later. So I find early Tony very insufferable. And it it makes me dislike early Tony more because I really enjoyed Tony later on. Maybe I'm wrong. Peaches, are you okay? No, you I don't think so you wrong. are wrong. I, I think Iron yeah. Man 3 was a good ending to the original Tony Stark arc, but I still agree with you. Yeah. Wait, why don't I seem okay? Am I okay? Well, no, you look, like, okay? you look like you're pensive, like you're deep in thought about your Civil War <laughs> MVP. Well, I got to figure that out now because I didn't even remember that I wasn't on that episode. I only Listen, remembered not being in the homecoming episode because I, I was like to... dying. 
I just need you to randomly blurt out interrupting one of us at some point in this episode when you think of it. Okay, I will do that. So let's look at our original top fives. So we've all got the original. Uh, some <laughs> there was even an extra word in our uh, in our original show notes. We were some assembly required before we dropped the sum, and now we're just assembly required because we found out there was already a show. With that <laughs> <name>. Whoops. <laughs> Um, do well, you... I can't believe someone thought of this obvious pun first. <laughs> um, Chris, let's start with you. How about you read your initial top five and then read your new top five? Okay. Uh, my, my initial top five, which I will admit is in the notes in chronological order, partially because I hate <laughs> ranking things, partially because I wanted to be cute about it, was I had Captain America the First Avenger, the first Avengers, Guardians Volume 2, Ragnarok, and Endgame. And I realize now that the only reason I put Endgame and not Infinity War is because I was like, oh, I think of them as, as one movie. But no, my new top five, according to my rankings, which are always subject to change based on what I had for dinner or whatever. Um, <laughs> starting starting with number one, Endgame, Infinity War, Ragnarok, Volume 2, and Avengers. So I actually pretty close because I've got first Avenger right after Avengers. It's just that I admitted to myself that Infinity War is too good to be left out of the top five, no matter what fake rules I made for myself about what could and couldn't be in there. Um, but again, I there are times I look at it and go, oh man, Black Panther, how is that not my top five? Oh, Civil War, how is that not my top five? Winter Soldier. Uh, you know, so it's like, Again, it, it, it's my feelings on movies. Uh, this is why I hate ranking is that so much of it is like, how is it hitting me this day, this particular day? So, yeah, but it's honestly closer than I anticipated because I I wasn't like consciously, I don't think, trying to be like, well, I can't rank this ahead of that because it was in my top five. But it's know what I like, I guess. <laughs> Peach, let's hear it. Yeah, so I did the same thing as Chris did because I also usually don't like ranking things because I don't know that my opinion won't be different in two minutes. Um, so when I picked my top five, I also just put them in chronological release order. Uh, and that was Iron Man, Avengers, uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and Endgame. Of those five, the only one that isn't in the top five at this point is Iron Man. Um <laughs> which isn't isn't surprising to me what is surprising to me is how far down my list iron man is compared to i thought maybe it would just get pushed out but no it's like in the middle of my list uh because right now before far from home and i don't anticipate it will change with far from home but right now it's Endgame at the top infinity war avengers winter soldier and homecoming um, and then you have to go four more movies before you get to Iron Man. Um, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that at all. I didn't expect Homecoming to land in my top five. I'm so uh, sad you were not on the episode. That is my I'm, greatest regret of the podcast. Is I'm really sad about it, too. There was already yeah. too much arguing. I didn't need someone else. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the deal. I, I ranked that a nine, and I also ranked Black Panther a nine, and I think both of those movies just like we've talked about before are like, if I'm feeling a certain type of way, it might be black Panther in front of homecoming. If I'm feeling a different type of way, it might be homecoming in front of black Panther. 
Um, Hold on. Eduardo, let me so, be clear. Black Panther is comfortably ahead of Homecoming for me. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I was... I was, I was now Robbie is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like in this case I was pretty good at predicting what I would like in the retrospective, but I, I like I said was pretty surprised with Iron Man. Um, and I also I will add for any of the listeners that might not remember this, I actually before we did this retrospective had not seen Thor two, so objectively having seen it for the first time doing my damnedest to just be objective, it was still last on the list. (laughs) I tried. I tried so hard. It just wasn't fun. Robbie? Um, Pretty similar to Peaches. So I I did rank them. Um, You guys will be shocked to know that I do enjoy ranking things, which is why I drag (laughs) these two people that hate ranking things into ranking their top 20 video games. Um, so my original top five was Infinity War, Endgame, Winter Soldier, Avengers, and Guardians 2. That is actually still my top five, just in a different order. So I was, Hmm. I did not change my top five at all. What I changed was I ended up liking Guardians 2 more. It ended up in the third spot instead of the fifth spot. Ended up liking Winter Soldier less. Winter Soldier fell down to five. So basically it and Guardians 2 just flopped spaces around the original Avengers. Uh, I also remember thinking at the time that I really have more of a top six because the original Guardians, I think, is right there on the same tier with those five movies, and then there's the rest of the MCU to me. Uh, that's still the same. Um, where So the original Guardians is right there with Winter Soldier. I could potentially put it in my top five. And then there's one film we haven't discussed yet that I could also think has joined that tier to being more of a top tier, a top seven oh, tier. Um, I wonder what it could be. Yeah, that was mysterious, dude. Oh, wow. It's the Black that was mysterious. It's the Black Widow movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> While I did not have Iron Man in my top five, though, I think I'm completely with Peaches. I think at the time I thought Iron Man was close. I think I definitely remembered it more fondly, and I still like that film. But I think a lot of my emotions for that were just it was the first. It was Black wow, Panther. Iron Man is on screen. <laughs> you asked me to interrupt you when I thought of my oh, MVP. Oh, oh, learn it, not whisper it. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it'd be funnier to to ASMR it. So uh, no, he- I I thought about it for a little bit, and I don't want to think on it too long without like rewatching the movie. But I think it's Black Panther. Black Panther was mine too. So mine yeah. as well. Um, not Eduardo's. Not Eduardo's. Not Angela's. Not Angela's either. Yeah, Angela, Angela was on that episode. There we go. Angela yeah. was on that episode. Yep. Anyway, so Iron Man, I think, and it's not so much that my opinion on Iron Man changed. I think that a lot of this retrospective was me going back and realizing I like these movies even more than I thought the first time I saw them for the most part, which is very interesting. If anything, I think I expected to go back and find stuff to nitpick. And instead, I had the opposite. I went back and watched these films and liked them more than I thought for the most part. Yeah. Then... So Thor, so Iron Man just ended up falling below one movie after another that I liked more than I thought. Um, you know, I, I think that before this I would would have said to Eduardo's horror, I have Iron Man ahead of Black Panther, and now I feel like I don't have Iron Man close to Black Panther. I definitely didn't expect to have Iron Man behind Ant Man and Thor and Ragnarok, and now it definitely is for me. So just like Peaches, mm-hmm. 
Iron Man would have been real close to my top five before this, and instead it's real close to my bottom five. I think I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head where Iron Man is, but I think it's much lower than I expected it's, to just because... It's not in your bottom five, Chris. It's in your bottom six. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> uh, but but I, I love that movie, and I, and I really loved it when it came out. It's just so much has happened since then that you know you can only give something the the warm glow of oh it was the first and and therefore so special not that it's not that sounded (laughs) hey you you didn't do anything as weird as robbie does when he when he does these so it squeaks it's a toy yeah stop telling us about your beaver (laughs) Hey, real quick, real quick, before we move on, because I did the math, um, and I just want to, I, I don't think everybody else did this, so I just want to squeak it in real quick, speaking of squeaking. Um, <laughs> we have we have watched 22 movies um, out of the 23 in technical phase, one through three. And in those 22 movies, I have had 19 different MVPs. And I think that that says something about the quality of all these films and the way that the MCU like makes a lot of really good, compelling characters. Um, but after tallying up the totals, Iron Man actually is my heart and my brain's MVP. So, but Thor is right behind. I wish I'd done that. I okay. minor. I'll bet Captain America is the one that I had the most, and I'll bet I have similar numbers to you. Just Captain America. <laughs> got it a couple times perhaps i should have done this for all of us i wish i thought about that ahead of time eduardo what about you okay so my original top five was black panther winter soldier endgame ant-man and guardians and four out of the five of those stick around uh my top five now black panther endgame guardians of the galaxy infinity war and winter soldier uh like everyone else it was i think chris specifically I wanted one of Infinity War and Endgame in my original one, and I was like, I think Endgame is just the one that's going to have to make it in here. But honestly, I they're both in there because they're both so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ant-Man is number six. So there we go. it's still really close. And I am probably, out of everyone here, I think Chris is probably a close second. I think we can kind of split. We're looking at a, a group chat right now with the four of us. I think we can split me and Chris on this side and then Robbie and Peaches on this side as far as people who kind of like vote with their heart and people who kind of are a little bit more analytical um, on this side, <laughs> yeah. right? Like people who are a yeah. little bit more like emotionally driven versus people who are more like, you know, very uh, uh, try to be as objective as possible. Um, and my list is definitely just the stuff that I care about. It is not, there's no objectivity in my list at all. It is all 100% subjective to me. And if your list is different, that's cool. But this is just the way that I feel. Well, and I think it's funny you say that because one of the fascinating things about this series has been how constantly similar my and Peach's lists are. Except for the one, of the most glaring exception is the film about the character I have the hardest time being objective about. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's so well done, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go back in time. I'm gonna use some time stone, uh, Paul Rudd logic, and I'm gonna write myself into the homecoming episode while I'm not actively murdering my own body with illness. But I mean, 
in all seriousness, I think Eduardo has a point because except for with that, that and Guardians 2, I think are the only two that you and I have wildly different. I think other than that, we're pretty similar. And then, yeah, I think Eduardo's list reflects Eduardo and Chris's <laughs> list reflects Captain America. And <laughs> <laughs> So on this topic, I wanted to ask you guys, and Eduardo, if I'm yeah. stealing thunder, you already had, I'm sorry, but from all of these films, do you guys have one that when you look back and when you look at your ratings right now, do you have one film that... What is the film that stood out the most to you as surprising you how much you liked it in retrospective? And then also what film surprised you in how much you disliked it, if that makes sense? Like what was your biggest gainer from where you thought it was going to be and your biggest loser from where you thought it was going to be? I'm sorry I didn't prep you for this question. No, no, you're fine. I've, I've already said Guardians of the Galaxy, so I won't touch on that. Mm-hmm. I will touch on the other movie that I have championed from the beginning of this show. <laughs> no. I am going to say it is The Incredible Hulk, and I will still say it is not that bad of a movie, and that's not high praise. I'm not even saying it's a good movie. I think people... <laughs> Just like the way that they feel about Black Widow are a little too harsh on the Edward Norton Hulk movie, and I think it's a better movie than people give it credit for. I'm not necessarily saying it is a good movie, but I'm saying it's a better movie than people think it is. Um, It has a similar thing to um, the original Thor movie in which Iron Man was so good and Hulk was trying to sort of cap- you know, capture that lightning in the bottle once again. And I think it missed the mark similar to the original Thor. But because of all of the nonsense surrounding that movie and because we never got any other character development from that Hulk movie, we don't look back on it as fondly. Um, but I think personally, and let me just say that not a single person on this podcast has that Hulk movie at the bottom of their list. Oh, yeah. So you know what? That sounds like a win to me. Anyone that tried to tell me that Hulk is worse than the Dark World, I just, there's no way. There's no way you can convince me of that. No. Even with parkour banner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I, I came up with my answer pretty quick. I don't know if you guys are still thinking about it. I think I was the most surprised with Homecoming, um, the upward direction, because I really liked the movie. I didn't before the retrospective expect that I would like it more than a good handful of the ones that are below it right now. But I think the reason it surprised me is because when I watched it and was planning to be on the podcast for it, I was trying so hard to be critical of it. And I just like, there were so, there was almost nothing that I could, I could criticize it for. I just had so much fun watching it that it just like rocketed up there. And and I didn't really know how to explain it other than I'm having a damn good time. The opposite end of the one I'm surprised that's as low as it is, is Dr. Strange. Uh, and the reason for that is all the other ones that are below it, I knew that I just kind of was either okay on or knew that I'd prefer not to watch them. Dr. Strange is one of those movies that like I enjoy it, but it doesn't do anything for me. Um, and so it's weird to me that it kind of lives in the same realm as these other movies that also I know don't do anything for me. 
even rewatching Doctor Strange, I thought I might find some more enjoyment out of it. But I just, no matter what, every time I watch that movie, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that was a movie. You know, I had a similar feeling, and it's because I had only seen the movie in theaters once and hadn't watched it ever since. My negative one is going to be Ultron. And it's because I didn't realize how bad that movie mm-hmm. is. And the it's, it's not a good movie, but I, I found myself being like, you know what? It's still an Avengers movie. Maybe my initial opinions were wrong. Maybe when I first saw it in theaters, I was off base. And it was such a painful viewing experience that I never want to do it again. Similar to Thor The Dark World, I never want to watch Age of Ultron ever again. Like there are very few, there are some redeeming qualities to that movie, for those redeeming qualities, I can just find clips of those fun scenes on the internet and not actually watch that yes. film. And I think that's what I would choose. Like I would choose to watch that them lifting the hammer scene. I would watch that, but then I would watch nothing else of the movie. And uh, yeah, I was surprised at how awful that movie is and how much my poor opinions of it held up. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to remember... You saying that made me think back on rewatching it for this podcast and just thinking, I'm just not enjoying this. I just want this to be over. Yeah, it's just it became, not a fun time. Uh, there, so there are movies for this podcast that feel like I'm enjoying watching this and can't wait to talk about it. And there are movies we do for this podcast that feel like homework. And I think that kind of the Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp yeah. line is the homework line. So like Ant-Man and the Wasp, Age of Ultron. I got Incredible Hulk below those, but I think I did enjoy watching that just because it's been a while. But then the Dark World and then Iron Man Two, like those are the movies that those movies felt like I was doing homework for the sake of getting this podcast ready, and that's what Ultron yeah. felt like on rewatch. What about you, Chris? What are your surprises? Yeah. I mean, nothing really surprised me as far as like the high ranking ones. I do have Ultron pretty low, although I will say that really Dark like Dark World is my last one. Hulk is my last one, or is my next to last one. They can't both be my last one. Um, it's like every time I go, know, this is the last uh, thing I'm going to eat. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think, honestly, Iron Man being as low as it was yes. is the one that surprised me the most. And and my homework line is much lower, I think, than everyone else's because there are enough things in, like, Ultron. Yeah, I, I realized watching it, like, how low it is for me, but... The, the scenes that I love in that movie, I really, really love, like that hammer scene or or, or vision scene or, or the scene with Claw, even, I think, you know, are, you know, there are some really good scenes, but then there are a lot of really uh, things as well. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that Iron Man was as low as it was, and granted, it's ahead of those things, uh, kind of surprised me. And also the fact that that low is still really good. I think that maybe is what surprised me is that for the, you know, with dark world is the only one that I think is more bad than good. Like really, really like, like, ugh. <laughs> um, um, the rest are maybe like 50, 50 for me, but dark world has like such a boring stretch in the middle that it just mm-hmm. like kills the rest of it for me. Um, yeah, but I, I think the fact that even the movies that I'm like met on are still 
I still enjoy them more than a lot. And I don't know if that's just me being a fanboy or me just being, you know, you when you've watched these movies for 10 years and, and you know, fall in love with these characters uh, across 20 plus movies now, there's a comforting familiarity to be like, yeah, this movie's not great, but Thor's in it, Loki's in it, Hulk's in it. Uh, so I know I'm at least going to enjoy some of that. So I, I don't know. Okay, that's interesting. I, I think I think Iron Man is also one of my surprise, and Iron Man three as well. I Iron Man three I had just fond memories of, and on rewatch I didn't dislike it, but it was definitely much lower than I expected. Um, my surprise, I think my surprise in how much I liked it was Thor. I had originally just seen Thor after Avengers to like fill in the the movies i'd seen and thought eh, that's fine and then re-watching thor for this podcast like i loved it i really really liked i liked the just the acting in that film i like i more than maybe any other mcu film i just liked the way the characters in that film chewed the scenery and so i ended up just really liking thor plus it was set in new mexico so i have a lot of heart there um so I ended up, it's, it's below Iron, no, it's right there with Iron Man on my list. It's on the bottom half of my list, so it didn't shoot up a ton. But I definitely think before this I thought Thor was going to be, you know, near the bottom. Not bad, not good. And instead I, I really, really like the original Thor movie. So you're probably wondering, where do we go next from here? Clearly there is one last movie to talk about, Spider-Man Far From Home which we will be doing an episode on. It'll be the one after this episode. But after that point, we've run out of MCU, right? Um, there are a few TV shows that are considered MCU, and I would call them more MCU adjacent than, you know, like proper MCU. Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Peggy Carter are like MCU, but they're also like kind of MCU, but kind of not because they don't necessarily affect any of the narrative that's happening, whereas the narrative of the MCU affects them in the show. Um, and so there are a few different avenues that we can take and we, rather than record this episode a couple of days ago, I decided to have us get together to brainstorm what was going to come next and we want to get you, the listeners, involved. This show has grown tremendously and we're really taken aback. We just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening. And we wanted to get you involved in the decision-making process as to what we're going to be doing next. We definitely have some ideas of what's in an immediately proceed far from home. I would like to officially announce that one of my favorite movies of all time will come immediately after Far From Home because the episode that we're going to do after that will be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I <laughs> cannot, so exciting. Wait, cannot wait to talk about that film because I it's my favorite. I, I don't think I am going too far as to say it's my favorite superhero film of all time. Ooh. I love that movie that much. Um, for me personally, I don't, you know, uh, obviously this is a subjective thing, but for me personally, I think it is my favorite superhero film of all time. So you'll hear about me gush about that after we do our Fire From Home episode. It's going to be astounding. We've also heard... Like, I don't like Into the Spider-Verse when I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> what about Ben Affleck, Daredevil? What are you talking about? Well, funny that you mentioned Daredevil, because after we finish, 
our Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse episode. We've heard some of the feedback out there that you would like us to tackle some of the Netflix shows. Um, we were at a crossroads whether we were going to do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or one of the Netflix shows. We've decided that the Netflix shows are a little bit more approachable and it'll help us prepare for um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier when that finally launches. So after we do Into the Spider-Verse, we will be doing... Uh, the first season of Daredevil. Um, th- that'll be in little uh, little chunks. We'll kind of chunk it out. Not necessarily every episode, but probably every two, maybe three episodes um, per podcast episode. And from then on, the door is kind of wide open and we would like to hear your feedback. Um, you'll see eventually there will be a poll on the Assembly Required Twitter, most likely the Assembly Required Facebook as well, as to a few of the properties that we're considering doing episodes on. We've floated around ideas such as the Sam Raimi trilogy, the original X-Men trilogy. Um, We've floated around even doing other superhero properties as well, but we mostly want to know what you guys want to, what do you want to listen to? Right now, we're sort of at a void of content because of the pandemic. A lot of the things that we were going to be talking about, like a Black Widow episode, which we want to talk about, we can't because the movie's not out yet. It's been pushed back. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just pushed back. So we've got lots of time to be able to fill, to be able to talk about whatever you'd like us to talk about. Um, We want to keep it superhero centric, but we are open to doing episodes on comic books, on video games, on whatever you want to hear us talk about. So if you'd like to hear us talk about some superhero video games or a particular movie or anything of the sort, let us know and we'll absolutely take it into consideration and try to come up with a plan based off of what you guys want to listen to. But just know there's definitely always going to be content coming down the pipeline. I also want you guys to email in if you want to encourage some of our co-hosts who have been on the, I want to say they have been, and I'm going to put them out here on this podcast right now so that they uh, they, they have to. They've been on the sort of the, the, the cusp of starting their own podcast, but just need that little push to get out the door. So if you want to hear a Chris started Star Wars podcast, email in assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. If you want to hear a Peaches led Avatar The Last Airbender podcast, email in assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. If you want to hear Robbie and Eduardo talk about sports, email in assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. Can I be on that one? No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can I not be on that one? I mean, if, if it's pro sports, I won't have much to say, but. Can I just uh, go sports? I actually, can I be on and I just go sports, go sports, like every 15 minutes or so? Yeah, sure. We can actually just make you a bumper and just like play you oh, every perfect. once in a while so you don't even have to be there. You can talk about the Lions. But I'd like to do it so I could put different inflections on it. Okay, sure. Like if you guys are talking about football, I can be like, hey, sports, go sports. And then if you're talking about baseball, I can go, uh, sports, go sports. If you're talking about <laughs> like, like badminton or something, I can, I don't know, decide in the moment. That's all I'm saying. You're questioning sports go sports? <laughs> yeah. Sports go sports? Depending on what I had for dinner, it's either good mitten or bad mitten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Boy, yeah, so basically what I'm saying is reach out. We're all available on Twitter. 
We're all available on Facebook. Um, we've got uh, things for the shows. We, we shout out our individual Twitter handles at the end of each show. If you want to reach out to us individually or if you'd like to reach out to the show, um, AssemblyCast on Twitter. It's at AssemblyCast. Um, so if you wanted to reach out to us at the show uh, there, if you search on Facebook, it's just Assembly Required, MC Retrospective, and you'll be able to find us there as well. Um, we're also going to be reviving the namesake of our entire network, the Squad Up Podcast, which is a video game-centered podcast that I do with my buddy Peaches here. Robbie and Chris have both been on it before. We usually have some sort of guest to talk about with us. We will be cooking up an episode based on The Last of Us 2. So if you have any interest in listening to two men talk about The Last of Us 2 uh, in any fashion, uh, spoiler alert, we both liked it. So if you want to hear us trash the game, probably. I was gonna say, there are some men I really don't want to hear their opinion on Last sure. of Us 2. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you don't want to, if you want to hear us trash on the game, it's probably not the podcast to listen to. Uh, but we're going to be. Sorry. Sorry. We're going to be bringing that back as well. So lots and lots and lots of content coming your way. But we are more interested than anything in knowing what you want to listen to. Let us know what kind of content you want to listen to, and we'll keep making the content we love to make. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of Assembly Required and MCU Retrospective. Boy, what a year it's been. You can find myself. I mean, oh, go ahead. I, I, I just want to say I give this podcast uh, 10 off-topic tangents out of 10. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the rest of you are writing it. I want to give it... 10, we'll talk about it laters out of 10. Come on, Robbie, you can't leave us hanging. Okay. <laughs> I will give it 10. Are you going to do ASMRs out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> and I will give it 10 secret poop breaks out of 10. <laughs> I think you actually had 10. Uh, you might have actually had 10. I said the of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, at PhilKid3, at GatorSax2010, at D underscore Peaches, at ABCDEduardo1, at AssemblyCast on Twitter. You can email the show at assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com to do it for myself, for Robbie, for Chris, for Peaches. We love you 3000. Goodbye, everybody. Excelsior. Okay.
So here's everybody's surprise. Peaches is a data analyst facts. Between the 22 movies and just the four of us, not including our special guests, um, we have voted for 43 different MVP characters across the wow. board. So almost twice the amount of people that there are movies we have found votes for. Uh, the top of my list logically is still Iron Man. The top of Robbie's list is a two-way tie between Loki and Captain America. Okay. The top of Eduardo's list is Iron Man with yeah, with Scott Lang in second place. And the top of Chris's list is Thor with Cap and Iron Man tied for second place. I thought Thor might be my number one because I remember I gave it him in Dark World and then he got it for Ragnarok and Endgame. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Anytime oh, go Anytime that you guys gave a split answer, I just divided it by however many split answers you gave. So some of you, like some of us said like Thor or Cap. So you got half a point each. So I'm sorry. Yeah, Eduardo, Eduardo, you voted for Iron Man in three movies. What movies? I need to know. Endgame, and I don't remember the other two. I just remembered logging you twice for for, uh, two more Iron Man. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Who's my number one? Probably... Probably Iron Man and Iron Man 2. No, you voted for yeah, Justin we... Hammer. Hmm. Uh, Who was my most frequent MVP? I got distracted by animals. Captain America <laughs> and Loki are tied huh? for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And in one of yours, you said, it's always Loki. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was in four movies. So you were almost right. Up not always being Loki. Well, that's neat. That's Canadian. Yeah. But yeah, Eduardo definitely has the most um, spread Wait, did votes. You, uh, did you already say who was the most common across all of us? Uh, it's Tony. Wow. That's disappointing. Because I gave him 3.33. <laughs> Robbie voted <laughs> for him twice. Chris voted for him twice, Eduardo three times. Now there's fighting over the beaver. <laughs> there usually oh, is. Tail is old this time. Oh, oh boy. 